the Tutors of Life podcast, where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 142, this is your host, Sean Tudor. 143. It's close. I was just thinking, oh, this is Sam. I was literally just thinking while you were saying that, how I've been so proud of you for not asking me what episode it, number it has been lately. And then you fucked it up. I didn't ask you, though. You didn't. But I was so proud of you for the past, like, three. You've known. Yeah. All right, guys. So, um, <clears throat> we know how I've been keeping track of my macros and my calories to uh, put on a few pounds. And uh, I, did a, I didn't eat a whole lot this today. I pretty much had, like, like no snacks and I just had my breakfast and lunch mm-hmm. and some coffee. Mm-hmm. So I was ripping. I was on, on go, doing good. And we got to about... I'm just looking at stuff, sorry. We got about 7 o'clock. What time is it? 7.30? 40. Got to about 7 o'clock. And I was like, fuck, dude, I haven't ate since noon. I am hungry. <clears throat> so we did what every adult would do and went to Dairy Queen. I just smacked like... My app says 2,000 calories from the Dairy Queen. That's impressive, I have to admit. I kind of feel like shit. Do you? Yeah. I just feel really good. My stomach's like, hey, bro, you overate. Oh, yeah, I stopped at, like, my perfect level. Um, but if you I guys mean, are wondering, I only went over my caloric budget by 300 calories. Oh, that's not bad. So, so if you would have worked out today, you would have been fine. Yep. Damn. That's cool. That is. Cool. What are we talking about today, Sean? Um, I don't know. What are we talking about? I mean, we could talk about calories if you want. No, no, no. I just wanted to fuck with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you just told me. It's at the tip of my brain. Is that right? Yep. It's a... Uh, Karma. Yep. I kept thinking, like, if you do good things, good things will happen to you. It's pretty much karma. Exactly. And if you do bad things. Yeah. Bad things. Yeah. Don't happen to you. So what do you got? What do you got about karma? Alright, dude, here here's the deal. I tend this goes back deep. I tend to be positive. And I tend to help people out. Mm-hmm. Like I've been helping people out for a long time. Yeah, you have. Um sometimes I get annoyed of helping people out. Yep. And if people abuse it, I quit helping them. Mm-hmm. But so if they that's, don't. That's why we've come up with the term be a lighthouse. Be a lighthouse, yep. <clears throat> so I still help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just believe that if you're nice to people and like you're respectful, they'll reciprocate. Or somebody will reciprocate, yeah. right? And I feel like I've got this feeling. I was thinking about it today. Mm-hmm. There was a kid I was in the uh, in the guards with. Yeah. That no one liked, and I was like, "Man, this kid can't be that bad. Let me try to be his friend." And dude was just a dick, just an asshole. Would say shit like bad about you and stuff, and I'm just like, bro. No wonder why every dude in this joint hates you. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you look at his life outside, and it ain't that sweet. Really? Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, 
If you're going around spreading negativity, you're going to be hated. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you're mean to people, people are mean to you. Yeah. I just call it the magic thing of karma. Yeah. Because karma sounds cooler. Karma is cooler. Sure. I mean, it just goes in general. Like, we've talked about having a positive mindset. More positive things happen to you. So, I mean, if you do good things, good things will happen to you. And, I mean, usually doing good things makes you feel good and positive. So, oh, that's yeah. probably why. Gary Vee talks about this mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Ed Milet talks about this all the time. And the person that talks about it even more is Andy Frisella. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's so true, right? And, and, and it leads into, it leads into like trying to make money in business. Mm-hmm. There's no, <clears throat> you have to have a profitable business, right? Right. Like no matter what you do, you have to have a profitable business. Otherwise, you can't be in business. And then if you're not in business, you can't help people. You can't employ people. You can't serve people, right? When you're out of business. So right. so you obviously have to profit. Now there's a level of reasonable profit and a level of F you profit. Yeah. Okay. And so if you're reasonably profitable and it's to an extent where you're able to grow and expand your company to serve more people. That's, that. I guess that's like the back of what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. When you do something, you should not be doing it for money. Right. Like if you're doing, like me flipping houses, I am not flipping houses for money. Right. I am flipping houses to improve the community one house at a time. Right. Right. I'm doing it to help somebody in a tough spot who needs to get rid of a home and then give somebody a nice house that they can move into, maybe have a family there, whatever. Yeah. So everything I'm doing is with the intention of serving people and helping people. Right. And in return, I will get that back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, there's, there's a... Uh, like one of the guys that works with us, super nice guy. Um, I give him more work. I thank him every time he, he's working with us and let him know how good a work he does, right? And um, another thing I do a lot of times is I just like sit and like let pe- like bullshit with people. Yeah. Like I understand it takes away from productivity. But dude, this just goes into what Ed Milet said at his thing. People want to talk about themselves. Yeah. So if you go, hey, man, like, so he was like, hey, let me tell you about you. And then you tell them something good about themselves and let them get feeding and, like, go into, like, telling you stories and all that shit. Do people love that? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times, dude, I'll just, like, hang out with Mike at a site and we'll just bullshit because Mike's got a bunch of stories. Mike likes telling stories. I like listening to stories. And I like throwing some stories back here and there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's like building that rapport, which is good because people want that social. M- most people yeah. want that social, want that rapport and things like that. And you you know what? No. 
Every person wants to hear something good about themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single person wants to hear something good about themselves. And so I guess what I'm just like stacking and stacking and stacking is if you treat people well, you build a rapport, you're out to help them, out to serve them, whatever it is, <clears throat> you will get that in return. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I needed a trailer. Called up the guy that works with me. Hey, what's the chances? Oh, you bet, man. Absolutely. No worries. When do you want it? You want the winch on it? Spare tire? I'll go I'll, I'll go fill up all the tires right now. Make sure it's good to roll for you. You know? Um, hey, when you get here, well, you know, whatever. I'll take you around and show you some stuff. Sweet. And it's through. And he didn't charge me anything for the trailer, right? Right. Um. <clears throat> And it's through, like, doing good things, doing the right thing, it reciprocates back to yourself. It might be in a backward-ass way. It might be fucking 10 people down the line. It might be somewhere you're completely not expecting it at all. Right, yeah. But that's the karma part. It's not from that person. Because there's definitely people I help and I'm nice to that I don't get the same thing back. But... It's not them necessarily that you're getting something back from. Mm-hmm. It's just the universe and karma bringing it back to you through through pathways. Right. That's so cool. I think it's kind of cool. Sorry, you went on like a really good tangent, and now I, I don't, I can't compete with you. Oh, you gotta compete, baby! You just gotta keep chatting. That's what you're good at. I know. I am usually good at keeping the filling the void, chatting, chatting. Um. It is just, I talked about that when we were at the Arte Syndicate, how we should, uh, how you can't do what you're doing for money because in the end it's going to come crashing down because you don't, it's, money's not a good reason. Money's not a good purpose to work towards. Correct. And like people can tell because it's greed at that point. If you're... Mm -hmm doing stuff to make more money it's it's greed and people don't like that right it's it brings off a negative vibe that's why it's one of the what is it seven deadly sins greed is one of the seven deadly sins yep so it's just one of those it's one of those gross things and instead like find your purpose find a good reason so like yeah like it's cool that shun's doing what he's doing like he can make money that way but that's not why we're doing it. Like we're doing it to fix homes and fix them correctly too. Because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of people in the world, not in Eau Claire necessarily, but just I know like across the country that cut corners and don't do things properly because they want to make more money. Yeah, half the motherfucking DIY homes I go into. Yeah. Bundle of joy. I tell you what, hey, what do they say? PSA, public service announcement? Yeah. If you don't know how to work on your house, but you want to DIY, okay? Mm-hmm. Do it to maybe like, I don't know, a coffee table. Maybe put up like a bungalow. Do a, not. A bungalow? A bungalow. That's a house, isn't it? A type of house? Oh, I thought it was one of those things that like you sit at in your front door with like 
what would that be called? What that thing down there? It's not a bungalow. I'll tell oh. you that. Um, forget the bungalow thing, guys. I guess it's not that. Yeah, because a bungalow <laughs> is a type of house. Look it up. I'm I'm sure you're right. What's the fucking thing that you sit on that's got the coat hangers and shit on it? What's um, that called? Like a fucking chair, an entryway chair coat hanger. What the fuck's that called, babe? Um, Leaving me hanging. I know. Sound like a dumbo. Everything online just says a hall tree, but that's not what I would call it. Whatever you guys know. I just explained the whole damn thing. You know what I'm talking about. Bench seat coat rack. That's what it's called? I fucking said that. Bench seat coat. Dude. So anyways, DIY a bench seat coat rack. Um, And don't try to paint your trim in your nice house. And... um. don't try to diy your own floors or diy your own tile just like don't do that especially if you have a nice house right Um, and don't like oh another one this one's a big one don't take out a wall please and then not brace it yeah that would be pretty dope if you'd quit doing that people yeah that was my public service announcement i hope you enjoyed um but yeah build a fucking bench seat coat rack instead there you go uh we got on a tangent because you talked about people not doing good jobs flipping thank you um but yeah i mean so sean has found his purpose and like that's the same with us buying rentals like yes like those rentals are our retirement plan pretty much whoa sean chill out okay just punching things yeah i hit my hit my thing um but yeah our Real estate is part of our, like, retirement plan and whatnot. But we're not going to be, like, a slumlord, like, an asshole or anything. Like, we want our tenants to enjoy living in the places that we own. Um, So we do fix them up quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh, this year more than we should have. Uh, You know you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Uh, But, and sometimes it might not be right away. Like, some we may have to have someone live there for a year or two for us to bank some money before we can fix them up but they're livable properties they're not Mm -hmm. like my coworker has a property right now that the roof is leaking and she has a puddle on her countertop every single day and like dude does the landlord know how bad that is um so yeah she so she's told her landlord multiple times so they used to have a different landlord and two years ago remember i told you that that's right that one was being sold the person bought it and now she's selling it again because that roof issue is still a thing. Fix the fucking roof. I think at this point, I think it's too late. I think that, uh, like, the back wall, I think it might be almost rotted up. Oh, guaranteed. How long has it yeah. been leaking for? Uh, three years. Oh, dude. Yep, it's fucked. It's done, though. Yep, yep that's going to be um, so now they're big, trying to, big, big damage. So now she's trying to sell it for 60000 more than what she bought it. Jesus. 60 or 50 or 60. It doesn't matter. She ain't getting it. No. Um, but can insurance cover that? <laughs> I would think so. Hmm. Because it's like, I, from what it sounds like, they were told it was fixed when this new landlord bought it. But it wasn't, obviously. I would, th- here's what I would think. If she knew say she was told like the first month she owned it Mm -hmm. i would think the insurance would say no because if she knew that she needed to get it fixed 
Oh, she, she didn't should've. get it fixed for two years. Right. Then it ain't insurance. Yeah. You know, whatever damage would have been up to the first month, <clears throat> which wouldn't have been much. Yeah. But three years, dude. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's going to be fucked up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Carrie even said like... Uh, I don't understand what the fuck the roof issue is, dude. It's a, So it's a flat roof? And so it has like the the yeah. tar paper? Yeah, know? it's roll roofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Rubber, rubber roofing. Rubber roofing, yeah. yeah. I guess they just can't fucking get it right because they... Because like they did have people working on it, but they didn't fix it correctly. And now I think there's a tarp on it. On top of the rubber roof. Um, but it's, yeah, it's an addition onto the house that is, like, their kitchen now. All right. But anyway, so, uh, we like to make sure, I mean, our properties are livable, good conditions. Um, I mean, they may not be in the best neighborhoods, but they're not, like, in the ghetto either. They're probably the nicest places for those neighborhoods, though. Yeah, I would say they're the nicer of the of the ghettos. Yeah. Hey, dude. But yeah, I mean, we found our purpose, right? Like, we right. want to give people good living conditions. Um, and like Sean and I have talked about doing some things for our tenants too to like make them know that we do care about our tenants. So, uh-huh. which is why we want to take over property management as well. Hundred percent. Dude, so I was talking to a. One of the guys I work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got called in to give a quote to one of their friends for a uh, bathroom remod. Yeah. And I think for like, <clears throat> I know, when I quote out bathrooms, um, if I'm just doing like a, a full bathroom turn, mm-hmm. it's usually like seven to nine grand. And so I just know to put that in, right? Um, and if you want to do a high-end one, like tile, maybe be around like 12. <clears throat> There's a company in town that gave a quote for a bathroom renovation. How much do you think they came in at? I'm assuming you're, it, it's got to be high. It's a little higher than me. Okay, I'll go with 20. They came in at thirty three thousand. What? To redo a bathroom. What? And what were they doing in this bathroom? I don't know. I don't fucking know, dude. I can't me and the guy were chatting, we were like How do you even like where do you even how, how do you get to a number? You what do you are you putting a fucking kitchen? Right. In the bathroom? Like I would say twenty would be like not bad. Not like nowadays for like if you it was a, like, fully tiled bathroom, you know, like the ones you see in fucking Pinterest boards. Yeah, because if you were to do that, a fully tiled bathroom, you'd be about $24 a square foot material install. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and maybe if they're moving stuff around, then that would probably, I mean, that would definitely be more. But if you're just putting a new tub and surround and maybe new flooring, countertop, like, how would that be 33 Bro, we can't figure it out. We were just like, I was like, so hey, what'd you tell him you could do it for price? And he's like, I told the guy I'd do it for less than thirty three. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, no, those guys are pretty good though. They 
they'll probably do it for like 10 i would think yeah i mean but it's just like i said it depends like are you tiling the whole thing i wonder if they do higher ones just in case if there is plumbing issues you could plumb a fucking house for 33 grand yeah i suppose I don't know. That's weird. That's fucking weird. Yeah, I don't... But what, what we kind of said is maybe they are so busy that they just threw a stupid-ass number at it mm-hmm. so that if they get it, they're like, fuck it, whatever. This is three times what... We'd be making we'd otherwise. We'd be making anyways, you know? Yeah, that's true. So we said maybe that was... <clears throat> the thing is, dude, like I've had people reach out to me for quotes. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I don't have time, I won't even quote it. I'll just say, like, here's a number to a different guy. Right. When I could, I know for sure I could definitely swindle money. Why waste your time? Yeah, why waste time if you, like, if you know you're not going to have time to do it? I don't know. Or just, like, unless, like, just be upfront with them before you even quote it out. Like, hey, just so you know, like, we're booked out until this time. So if we do this quote and you want to go through with us, it's not going to be until this date. Right. Right. That just blows my mind, dude. Right. Like them making a topper. Yeah. I uh, called the place to get a topper made for my truck. Is this going to be about karma or no? What, the podcast? No, your topper story. I don't know. Should it be? I don't know if it is. I'm getting off track, aren't I? Yep. You're trying to pull me back on track? Yep, I am. Everybody wants to hear the story now. Go for it. Anyways, guys, 18 weeks to get a topper made. I thought they just had these things like sitting there and you just fucking like they just call them in from the warehouse. No, I think they what they have to do is they have to um mine the aluminum. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, they got to mine it and then they have to melt it down. Then they got to pour, pour them in the forms and then they, they put this fucking topper together <clears throat> and um yeah yeah i think that's what happens sounds like it so anyways um i still might get one i got one for the interim for real cheap that i'm gonna throw on for the winter but in 18 weeks dude that's a commitment yeah that's a huge commitment i i haven't dude i haven't even owned vehicles that long that's almost half the time of a baby Whoa, seriously, what are they doing? I don't know. What are they? Dude, I actually thought of that. I'm like, the lead times since COVID, I wonder if this is going to pay back to people in karma. You know what I'm saying? Like companies taking too long that they're going to go under or something? Yeah, like, is there going to be some fucking, I bet you there's some, I bet you there's some whiplash some backlash to these people for uh abusing yeah they're like whatever but dude you can't this this doesn't add up to me in any sort of realm when you're building cabinets oh yeah i was just thinking this when you're building cabinets when you're building toppers okay you're you mean to fucking tell me you mean to tell me you do not have Already fucking made toppers that you just have to fucking weld in the boxes. That you just have to cut out for the fucking window. You're telling me you don't have those just chilling. People are going to order them. 
You're telling me you don't have cabinet faces? Are you milling all your fucking cabinet faces, dude? What? You don't have all your drawers already ready that you just fucking slap the slides in and toss? You don't have 24-inch base cabinets just on stock waiting to get stained or painted? Like, what do you... How would you not have that? Every motherfucker's ordering a 24-inch base cabinet <laughs> with soft-closed doors. Mm-hmm. You just got to paint the cocksucker. <clears throat> Anyhow... I don't know how these companies went from having three-week lead times in 2019 to fucking 12 to 18-week lead times now. Yeah, it's insane. It what? makes no sense. What? Like, because Menards doesn't have lead times on the line. No, they stuff. sure do now. They sure do. Do they? Yeah. Well, uh, they've got, they got better. They got a lot better. Okay. They've came back to reality. That's good. Yeah. I mean, because I guess... At least for, like, cabinets and stuff, they're back to reality. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense if there was, like, a week or two that you had to wait for, like, the special ones that you don't get as often. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because even that's not that bad, right? Like, especially while you're flipping homes, a week or two you can wait. Yeah. But 12 weeks? You can't wait that long. Dude, I, uh, you'd, you'd be faster off making your own goddamn cabinets at that, right? Fuck yeah, dude. I could make a goddamn cabinet in that time. I don't know how, but I would do it. I back, I could Google it and learn it on Google and have it done in that time. I mean, it would only take you, what, 40 hours to learn how to do it? Two weeks? 40 hours. What's that? To learn, like, how to be or how to do something. If you put your mind to it, it only takes. Oh, it's all right. We've heard this in two different ways. Andrew Tate said, I think, two weeks of concentrated focus. Dude, that's right. To learn something. And then someone else said, like, if you sat down straight, like, uh, Alex Ramosi, I thought, said, like, you can learn how to do something in, like. Yes. You could be at least a novice in, like, two days of focus time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, full-on focused. I think it ended, I think it was something like, yeah, if you could fully focus for 40 hours. And then Andrew Tate said, like, um, he said it's something like, you fucking bitches, think that you need to hire someone when you can learn that skill in like two weeks or something yeah. like that because yeah he so said beautiful. he wanted a website and they told him it was like a four-week lead time or something and he's just like i can learn how to make a website and make my own website in two weeks time how can you not do that when you already know yeah. the skill yeah but yeah he said i think yeah. he said that he would do it overnight he's like i'd fucking learn it and do it overnight yeah he's a gangster but anyways, that's so we're talking about karma, not lead times here. Right. It does go to show though, like, because Sean and I are gonna go to the companies that have better lead times. Yeah. Uh, that's just what we need uh, to give a better quality product because the more holding time we have, like, the more we'd have to, I mean, kind of raise the price. Yeah, or you just get screwed. Right. Or like less houses we flip in a year because the longer lead time oh. oh it's just how it goes yeah i don't it's 12 weeks is just not acceptable no so but anyhow yeah we ain't gonna yeah so it it all stems down to don't do it for the money yeah i wonder why those companies like what money labor or just because they can now I think probably just because they can. I would want to think it's just because they can. Because mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not even like they're trying to figure it out. Right. Because it's been this way for over two years. Right. 
And like, let's get back on the good karma. Yeah, let's get back on good karma. Um, if you don't own your own business and right, like, you're just a regular employee. If you work hard and push yourself and do a good job, follow the rules, like, you will get rewarded in most places. Correct. Um, I mean, I've always worked hard and whatnot, and I've worked my way up in multiple companies now. <coughs> um, and those, and a couple of those were corporate jobs, like when I worked at Yankee and Children's Place and well, just those two. Oh, no, uh, Inside Scoop, too, the candy store that I worked mm. at. Um, I became a manager within children's place. Not, I didn't become a manager right away, but it was cause I was a manager at Yankee. So I just couldn't do the time commitment, but I think at the, towards the end of my reign, I was a manager at children's place mm-hmm. cause we needed it. But it, within a year I was able to work my way up in both those places. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean's business, I was able to work my way up, uh, gold star. I, I mean, I did work my way up, but I had to wait till the people above me left, so... But, I mean, I was the next option, or I was the first option that they had when um, the supervisor left to fill their place. hmm So, it, it, it does just go to show, like, if you do your job well and you put in that good karma, you'll get it back. Maybe not there. Maybe at a different job. hmm But, guess what? If you do a good job at your current job and then you want to go somewhere else... If they call your current employer, they'll give you a good review. Like, mm-hmm. they will say you're a good worker. Um, at Arte, they told us, well, you're, um, when you're interviewing people, like, you should call their previous employer. Yep. Like, 100%, 100% of the time, you should call them because they will be very honest on how good of a worker they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said, if the person interviewing is talking bad about their previous employer, you know they're probably not a good fit because they're going to do the same thing to you. 100%. Um, I even have some coworkers right now that they just talk shit all the time. About the previous company they worked with? Uh Uh-huh. And I can tell that that has flowed into the current job Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just their personality type. They have a negative personality, so... They are negative. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's you will be rewarded if you do good things and you have good reasons behind it. Um, and doing a good job and working hard should make you feel good. I like know myself when I get to actually push myself and do. I mean, do lots of work within a day. I feel so much better at the end of my workday than when I don't get to. Or when I don't oh, yeah. do it. 100%. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it it just it goes back to the positive mindset always. Oh, yeah. I, if you're positive, yeah, if you're positive, you'll do a better job and you'll, con- like, you'll always feel positive. And even, like, when shitty things have happened in my, like, li- life in the past couple of years, they're not nearly as bad because we're both positive about things. Right. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of family members die and like, yeah, it's hard and it sucked, but like at the same time, they're both in a better place now. Like they're both where mm-hmm. they wanted to be, not where they wanted to be. Um, they both are, they're done with their suffering. Mm-hmm. So you have to think of it in a positive way because it, it helps you recover from those faster. 
yeah, it's like um, we as humans don't actually suffer. Our bodies don't suffer. Our minds are the ones that tell us to suffer. <clears throat> so if you can just tell your body it's discomfort and not tell it to suffer, then it's temporary. Yeah. And not so painful. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, I tell you what. That's all I got. Have some good karma. Do some good things. Do shit for the right reason. Not for recently. I agreed to doing something, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, yes, I will donate. I, I literally said, I would, I, would love to, I, would, like, I would love to donate my time and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do that for free. And then they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That helps so much. Da, da, da. I left, and I thought about what I did. And I was like, whoa, this benefits me through like a different way mm-hmm. like this has a potential to benefit me professionally and i did not have that even the slightest thought of that until like after i was like already committed my time and stuff mm-hmm. and then after that i was like whoa that's cool mm-hmm. and i was like that's some fucking good karma just coming back at me that's it always <clears throat> so yeah guys um I'm telling you, if you do good things, good things happen in return. And uh, if you're positive, you get positivity in return. Yeah. That's how it goes. Um, if you have a significant other, Sean and I do this every night. Um, I highly suggest you to do it too because it just reminds you of the simple things in life. Um, tell each other five things you're grateful for that day. It helps put you in a, like a positive mood when you go to bed. Um, even if Sean annoys me. Or you annoy me. Come on, babe. Me and yeah, Oli. yeah, that could never happen. Um, but it, it that ain't never happened before. It helps, you <laughs> know, never. Babe, I tell you what. One thing I gotta say about you: you never annoy me. And that's what we call white lie. Anyways, keep going. Wow. Well, um, but it helps remind you of uh, the little things in life, and it it one it also makes you reflect upon the day. So it helps you re- remember all the good things that happened that day instead of the negative. Um, and that just helps keep your positive mindset rolling. Yeah. The gratefuls are good. Makes me recap my day. Is it the four agreements? Is that, is it, one of those gratefuls or something? Gratitude? Maybe. I don't know. I we should really read that yet. book. Anyways. Yeah, that's what I got. All right. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>